People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. So before we get started today, I just want to tell y'all, listeners, I heard you. You said it at the ads too long at the beginning of the show, so we're going to space them out. Uh, you're only going to hear some now, then you hear some in the middle, so don't be bothered when uh, you hear me pop up in the middle of your show today. Starting off for us is one of my friends. She started their own moonshine company. Let me tell you, I got a new favorite moonshine. Not only do I absolutely adore Sarah Blake, Blake now has a badass moonshine. And it's called Blake's Moonshine. And I am obsessed with it. They have this caramel apple delight and if you are from the south or anywhere and it's like moonshine but like real moonshine like real good moonshine y'all remember what that apple moonshine used to taste like this right here is so damn close that it is ridiculous you would have think there's some backwoods folks from down in south georgia making this it's so damn good and you can try it right now all you got to do is go to onlysarahblake.com, only, S-A-R-A, blake.com, and you can order you some right now. And trust me, y'all know how much I like drinking and having a damn good time. I wouldn't be putting some alcohol on here that I didn't actually drink, so I got a bottle sitting on my desk right now. Thank you to Sarah and Matt for sending it to me, and thank y'all for being part of the Josh Terry Podcast. Y'all, please go check them out now, onlysarahblake.com, and get you some of this Blake moonshine now. Eight and tell them you heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicle semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all emission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system clean or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at d P.F. in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. D.P.F. Alternatives Macon, Georgia. Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with. Some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, 
Their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims, and all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up deep. South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's Deep South Chemical. Tell Mr. Scott that Josh Terry sent you. Guys, y'all got to go check out Cotton Field Bar and Grill in Sneed, Alabama. I guess that's how you say it. It's 167 Medical Street. These guys have got some big things going on, and I'm glad that they're bringing me in to help out. They fed me the other day, and let me tell you, they gave me wings. They gave me cheese sticks. They gave me some fire-roasted or stone, whatever you want to call it, pizza. That was amazing. Everything that I ate there was amazing. When I go to Alabama from now on to do events and hang out, I'm going to make it a point to go see my dudes and the staff over at Cottonfield Bar and Grill at 167 Medical Street, Sneed, Alabama. Back Road Park and Event Venue. This is not a mud bog, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to make sure they put that in all their shit. I went to visit with them the other day over in Susan Moore, Alabama, and they are going to have some big events coming up. And everything they do, I'm going to get to be associated with as their MC. They are going to have some great acts coming up, so please listen out on this show. And anytime we say back road park and event venue, you need to have it in your head that it is not a mud bog. It is going to be an adult playground with live music and great times. So make sure you listen out for future announcements about events there. Let me tell you about my new favorite healthcare provider, Your Choice Healthcare, Miss Lynn over in Eastman at 82. Zero Second Avenue has helped me from everything with my weight loss. She'll help manage your health. She'll help manage the hormones in your body for the right alignment of your mind, body, and spirit for a balanced life. I know ever since I started going to Miss Lynn, it has really helped me, my mental health, everything. So if you need a little help, look up Your Choice Healthcare, PC in Eastman, Georgia, and give Miss Lynn a call now at 478-559-3150. Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry podcast. Uh, y'all make sure that if you're hearing this and it's before June or July, whatever the fuck it is, July 28th, that y'all come to Sneed, Alabama at Cottonwood Grill. Well, I'll be there uh, Friday night hanging out with Mitchell James and Terry Adams um, and Miss Anna with Pearl Promoting. It's going to be a damn good time, and then we're going to go out afterwards after we have a good little show, and then uh, I'm going to get probably blacked out drunk in Alabama, so y'all come show me that the state of Alabama isn't full of cousin (laughs) fuckers and morons, and we'll have a great time. All right, today's show is going to be different than a lot of the ones I do. Uh, I love, I'm all about pushing people up and people pulling me up, so I have got other podcasters with me today. Uh, two of them I've not done a show with. One of them I had, we have somebody jumping on in just a little bit because they're fucking late. And uh, never mind, he's jumping on now. Look at this shit. On Tap Podcast is jumping on now. But while we're waiting on Cody to get his shit together, Harley, start off with you. I want each one of y'all to introduce yourselves, introduce your shows, and kind of a little brief description about what you do. Cody, you're coming in at the right time. 
We just started. I just hit record. So just <laughs> till you get your shit ready, just mute it for a second. All right. There okay. It is. Well, I, I am Harley. I am the host of Women with an Effed Up Mind, which is an advocacy podcast for the military, as well as a two broads, one podcast with my co-host Jess, who couldn't make it. Uh, we talk about anything adult humor sexual funny relationship advice there is no um how do i say there's no boundaries i guess you could say that comes from that fucking show either (laughs) you love it don't even don't even act like you don't love it i don't like hearing a little bit about me it's it's too one-sided i know there's a lot of estrogen on that fucking show hey but we do it for the men like you noticed well i wish y'all did very male you know what i'm saying Oh goodness gracious! We gonna fight. You're in the the fucking Marines. You can handle anything I throw at you. You, You're right. You're right. Yeah. No. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for coming. Uh, You're one of my favorite guests to have on. Uh, By the way, look like y'all had a great time the other day at Cincinnati Reds game. That was really cool. The oh, absolutely. That was that was insane what they did. Well, it was good to have you on again. Uh, Up next, because we got we got four guests today. Maddie, what's up, brother? The What's only on, guy man? that I've seen with a better beard than me. Oh man, yeah, that's a it's a true that's a good honor because your beard is looking fantastic. So it's uh, been set on by a lot of big girls. That's why it looks hey, the way oh. it does. My gramps always said they keep you warm in the winter, and where I live, you need to be warm in the winter. So well, you fuck there, around, uh, you get shade in the summer down here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't, I barely know what summers are up here. We get we get seven months of of winter. So. It's a hundred yeah, fucking that. degrees so that... from January to December. We got like one day that it's not fucking hot in Georgia. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Vegas uh, last week and got a little bit of that kind of heat. That was, that was different, <laughs> much different heat. But uh, yeah, I'm Matt, the kind of owner of Beard Laws, and we do a couple of podcasts. We do one on Tuesday called TikTok Tuesday or Triple T. Myself, Richie Tatum, they call me Toby too. And you've been whacking off is what he goes by on social media. Can't forget that name. Uh, we, we we get viewers that send us TikToks. We find TikToks and we just show them, react to them, just kind of have a good time with it. And then on the uh, Thursday show, again, it's uh, They Call Me Toby Too. It's uh, sometimes you've been Brandon J. McDermott. Wonderful voice from Nebraska. Big, uh, big Cornhusker fan out there. Big football guy. And uh, a couple of local buddies. We just kind of have a free-flowing conversation as if a bunch of us were sitting around a bonfire, sitting in a dive bar, just having beer, shooting the shit, never know what's going to come out of our mouth. So been a been a cool thing. We're actually getting uh, 200th week, I think, this week. So been, been around cool. 200 weeks. For, for some reason, people still listen to us. I don't know why, but uh, it's a good time. Good time. Well, they call me Toby is the guy I had on my show recently who's big on social media. Yep. I had a fucking blast with him, and he recommended you guys to me. So if that old boy yeah. recommended y'all to me, y'all can't be bad. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of listening. Oh, he to is a yet, good time. I, I don't even I don't listen to anything anymore. Like I, Rogan, every once in a while. Besides that, I don't even have time to listen to shit. I I listen to Rogan when mm-hmm. I want to feel bad about myself and realize that hey, you're not as good as you fucking think you are. <laughs> Man, like you need to, you're too big for your britches, boy. Uh, that's that's what I do. Uh, up next, I got Coach Troy. Uh, Coach Troy, I just want to tell you the other morning when you started texting me nonstop or whatever, I was like, I don't know about this guy. Uh, but I'm just a dickhead. I'm just a dickhead. And Sarah and then we're like, no, he's cool. Just give him a chance. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, they had to calm me down and tell me not to be a dickhead. 
Hey, man, I just appreciate being on here with you. My name is Troy Taylor. I'm a high school football coach from Richmond, Virginia. I'm with Totem Pole Nation. We have the Life Lessons podcast, Coach Bald, who's great friends with Sarah Blake Cheek, who's a mutual friend, a Josh of ours. He's in St. Petersburg. We have the Square Circle Maniac podcast, which is you know an old school wrestling podcast. These guys really don't like wrestling today. They like the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan and all that stuff, the Road Warriors, like what we grew up with. And uh, I have the Championship Football Coaches Clinic podcast. I talk, I talk to NFL coaches. I talk to college coaches and I talk to high school coaches and I'm the low man on the totem pole. And Josh, I, I listened to your story the other morning when I was bugging the crap out of you. And I shared it with my friend who was going through some hard times, man. And, and it meant a lot to him because your story was powerful and you were vulnerable. And man, I just thank the Lord that you uh, shared that story and appreciate being on here with y'all, man. Well, thank you, dude. Thank that, you. Mean, that means a lot to me. That, that, that really does. The wrestling one, I want to get on. Uh, I'm an old school wrestling dude. I don't yeah. like this new one. I like when they did suck dick. At least they did it in the closet. Like, yeah. I don't much care for the new <laughs> ones. I don't much like them no more. Like, it's okay. You, you know, if you want to get all juiced up and jerk someone off, that's fine. But don't show it to me on TV. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it now. I want it when you still like had to cover the kids' eyes for different reasons. Like it's like, oh, there's gonna be blood. A tit might pop out. This guy's finna fucking break his neck. And now it's like, no, nah, this is this is gay, but not in the good way. And gays, you know, I love you. I love each and every one of you, pole smokers or you lesbians. I love y'all. Y'all are a big part of my audience. I am a gay fan. It's not in my wrestling. <laughs> I, I like my wrestling as heterosexual as possible. <laughs> but. But anyway, uh, dude, I'm glad to have you on, Coach, and uh, we're going to have Thank a good you, time Josh. with you tonight. And uh, make sure uh, – we got to do one more. The guy that's late. Uh, me and Cody, the late guy, the late guy on Tap Podcast. Uh, <clears throat> Cody has been on the show a couple times now. He's also one of my favorite guests to have on him and Sam. This first one I've done without <laughs> Sam. Thank you. Um, but you also – I love me and you sitting around bullshitting, dude. And it's good to see the show growing and everything for you. And uh, I keep up with you guys. So I appreciate I'm, that. I'm glad you made time to come join this clusterfuck with us. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm actually a, a recent dad, so my oh, schedule no is congratulations. Been crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, congrats. Yeah, so my congrats. schedule is all over the place now. Um, <laughs> big adjustment to the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. You'll enjoy them right now a whole lot more than you will in about 12 years. <laughs> that's I what i keep hearing that's no keep hearing. we're just getting our karma josh come on now they're fuck, fine but we're gonna no, fuck karma. my karma no i have not <laughs> i've done some bad shit i ain't done this much shit like, <laughs> I, I broke the law i didn't break no fucking morals or like anything like that. there's something wrong all right with this situation my child is a bitch from hell i love her <laughs> so much but she makes you rethink late abortions i'll tell you that <laughs> i want to go yeah to the if i have any karma coming back here i'm screwed i'm absolutely screwed like i want to go to the health department and be like hey what's late term considered and they'll be, they'll be like how far along is she about 172 months and they're gonna tell they're gonna call cps uh not really gracie if you ever hear this i love you you're just a cunt uh but anyway uh, before Cody jumped on here, we were talking about something that's kind of mutual between all of us, 
And that's just the fact that how we get kind of burnt out on people that we met off social media because they usually are fake as fuck. And they usually are some people that you just don't want to deal with. This is a subject that I touch a lot, but as you as all hosts of shows and you've had people on from social media, you guys get to see it. Like you get to be your version of yourself on your show, but everybody else that comes on, you have to see what the fuck they're pretending to be. And it's very easily discouraging. Like, it, it gets on my nerves a lot. So, uh, Maddie, I want to kind of start with you, dude. Um, yeah. You know, what? what's just kind of your opinion? I know, like, you dealing with Toby and them, you got a good group of dudes. We do, yeah. And, obviously, we you, I've met some really good dudes, some real, real guys, like Toby, um, the guy named you've been whacking off of all people, his real real dude, even with that <laughs> name. But uh, when when Triple T did start um, originally, we had like five or six people on there. It was a it was a, it was a big shit show, and, and we had a lot of big names on TikTok. You know, they had millions and millions of followers each, and you know it was a lot of fun. But when the cameras turned off, some of them were the same. A lot of them, a couple of them, were not the same, and not necessarily a bad thing. But it was a big. I don't want to be on this because you might say something that's going to get me canceled, kind of thing. And it was a little bit like frustrating. Like this is us. We're just us. Like we, and, and one of the examples when they kind of all left is a military buddy of mine made a, a joke that they thought was too dark humor. And right from that moment, they were like, "Done. You're going to get us canceled. You're going to you're going to make me lose my job as a as a TikTok creator." And I was like, "See ya." Yeah, that's how I am. I had a guest on recently that has like ten plus million, and we got to talking about like the Bud Light thing with the dylan whatever the fuck its name is shit or whatever and like i did it to where like one thing that i think we're all supposed to be you're not ever supposed to be biased you're supposed to be where you can hear both sides of a conversation and it's not our job to tell the listener what to think we're supposed to give you our opinion respect if they're different than us but we're still supposed to be allowed to express our opinion and that person very nicely and i don't cut I don't edit. What you hear is what you're supposed to hear from start to finish. And because I have respect for this person, I cut that segment. And it kind of ate at me. But I get it. I get it. Like, you got that much. You're making money and all this bullshit or whatever. But I'm not to that point. And I hope I don't ever get to that point to where, I mean, I want to make fucking millions of dollars like the rest of you guys. But I don't want to, I've always said morals over money. And if I can't sit here and say what the fuck I want to say, then why am I doing it in the first place? See, the only time that I censor myself, so with either of my podcasts, so Women with an Up Mind is more of a serious, a bit more, yeah, it is way more serious than the others. But I tell people right off the rip that they're, it's whatever level they want to go. You want to take this the dark route? You want to take this the lighthearted route? It's whatever. I have to watch how I am on that one because I'm dealing with survivors, victims, whatever you want to call them in that aspect but when you come to two broads one podcast it's Jess is not Jess is one of the most authentic people I think I have ever met and that is why we mesh so well together because we both are able to see the bullshit through all these other people now we talked about it before this that we we have had people not on broads but on my other one we when you start out you do get those big names kind of to see where it's gonna go it's kind of put your voice out there a little bit We've all done. It It does not matter. You can, I swear, if you, if people ever say they've never used somebody when they first started out for someone's clout or some sort of like had a game behind it, I'm going to call bullshit because we've all had at least one person that we've done something with that'll hopefully 
push our name out there. And I, I'm not, I will not say that I was not one of those people. I did do it. When I first started on either of my podcasts, I had big names when I first started out. But that was they also believed in the mission of the F up mind one. To broads, we just I think you were our only guest <laughs> on the broads one. Oh no, we had another guy, but that was because when we called it our first three-way. <laughs> it was just the bullshit. So that one, we don't really care for the clout. It was for us to just bullshit, no filter, be us and not have to walk on eggshells because I think that's the way that it should be. Um, we're not going to put on this facade that we're some fucking two broads talking out of our ass. Well, I mean, we are two broads talking out of our yeah, ass. You are but... exactly two bitches talking <laughs> out of your ass. Don't you try to fucking upsell this. I've, I've listened. You are two bitches running your mouth, man, hating 90% of the time. <laughs> Shut the no, fuck up. Don't you dare put that no. Fuck. Don't you no, dare you stop doing it because it's good. You are man hating like hold a on. motherfucker. Man hating? <laughs> but hold on. I want to point out you know what one of our biggest episodes actually, our biggest episode is called Man Normalized Men Moaning 2022. But yeah. Normalized Men Moaning? <laughs> it's a mission. I, I, You know what? I, I can fucking support that, though. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> yeah. maybe I, I do need to listen it. to a couple more of your episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morning. Yeah, we're mid- not the two girls because most female podcasts are like they are. They're men hating or uh, whatever. We are just people send us. So all of our topics, people have sent us either via TikTok, via anonymous because we have an anonymous link for people to put because we get some off the wall things that there is no boundaries when it comes to that and i think that's the way it should be we've lost that authenticness because like you said people just want to get that they figured out that algorithm so they're gonna do whatever they gotta do less clothing shake their ass whatever it is to get those numbers and i hate that that because yeah exactly the military even the military world so a lot of what i do is military related as well not with the broads but with the other one and it's been really disheartening that on social media, you have all these people that speak about certain subjects, whether it's mental health or just any type of advocacy to have people be better or whatever it is. But then you come to find out in real life, they're bullies. They're piece of shit humans. They just they're just not good people. And like my slogan for everything is be a decent effing human. Everything doesn't matter what your work life is, what you're doing. That is my motto through and through. And even if you don't like the person, if you don't give a shit about the person, it doesn't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be a good person, but you don't have to be a shit person. You can just be a fucking person. That's why I say, be a decent <laughs> effing human. Like, just well, exist. I, th- <laughs> I think one reason why people like fucking with me is I actually try to make myself look worse on social media than I actually am. Cause I don't want to build high standards of myself and not, not mm-hmm. like in a bad way. It's just, I don't want you to right. over expect from me. I want you to realize I am a fucking human being. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say stupid shit. I don't want to put myself on a fucking totem pole and then, I'm at the low and low get end. knocked the fuck off of it. Right? <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't want to be that person. I had someone this week that I, I like, uh, she's cool as shit. And she called me from my social media presence. She says, you look like a country fuck boy. And she, she did it though funny like she was like this is kind of what you put off you got to understand and i was like no i don't and then i looked at my social media and i was like oh i might look like a country fuck boy and i didn't even know what that was 
<laughs> but yeah, there's, there's you never know what you're gonna get with the Josh Terry Facebook posts. I love waking oh, up in the no, morning and see a couple of Josh Terry Facebook posts. I I live for those. What's bad is they've got worse with me getting soberer. So like four or five <laughs> months ago, I cut back my drinking to where it's only like once a week. Like I'm drinking some whiskey right now, but I haven't drank for like two weeks before today. And I'm telling you, like, I just, I get in the mood where I want to talk shit. It's almost where I put stuff on social media. Wait, hold on, hold on. Because Josh I want Terry to get in talk shit? That's a thing? Bitch, I will mute <laughs> What? I wish every woman had this button right here. Hold on a second. I just, <laughs> Have I you, ever, you ever got the You band know how hammer? many marriages? You ever got the band hammer from Zuckerberg? The, the what? Have, have I ever got, got banned, banned on, on Facebook? If I, yeah. I'll tell you, there's like one group that gets mad at me and they're the full blown like boy lesbians. I will make them mad all the time. <laughs> uh, and I don't even mean to. I think this just because they think that I'm getting more pussy than them and they're mad about it. If they only knew that they're definitely doing better than me. Like, I didn't really mean to mute you for that long. You can definitely unmute yourself. <laughs> Damn, hey, what you know, a softball yeah. group or what? Oh, yeah, softball. <laughs> like I thought I made a post about, hey, I'm playing in a co-ed softball tournament, and I need some women <laughs> that play this college softball. Like, And some people took offense to that. It was like, oh, you can't be girly girl. And I was like, no, I want that butch bitch that's going to hit bombs. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want the wrong though. Yeah, I don't oh, want the lipstick mean. lesbian playing fucking softball with me. I want the one to ask for a chew and fucking goes up there with a 75 ounce uh, bat and it's like, I'm gonna put it through their gallbladder. Like, that's the fucking, yeah, is it? I want us both checking out the bitches on the other team. That's that's what I want. I, the lipstick ones don't do that. They don't, they don't do that. That one, Jeez, that, but I'm straight and I would do that with you. Yeah, but you're different. You pretty much have a dick. That's why I like you. Yeah, yeah, mean, you're much. you're all. I mean, you're cool as fuck. Don't get me wrong, but you're also in the military, so you're used to somebody talking shit and you not getting offended by it. Like, if a lot more women would like that, they would find me way funnier. There's a lot of them that are sensitive <laughs> that do. I, well, I will make mad. Guys do the same way though. Guys are sensitive as fuck these days. Yeah, but those are weak ass bitches. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you got to. Like you've got to be able to joke around and play nowadays, and you can't get butt hurt or sensitive about everything. Like it doesn't, you oh, can't. Yeah. You can't. Uh, Cody fucks around with my dude uh, Travis and Caroline from a uh, Dirty Prescott. Yeah, Kids. you know you can't be sensitive. Yeah, you can't. You cannot because here's the deal. Travis, he's a sweetheart, but Caroline, she's a savage. She will roast oh, your ass right Jesus in front of Christ, you. Jesus Christ, will she? She she got she keeps him in check. I think. Dude, you have to one day ask him on the spot when he does your show about her and we were all at the pizza place in Nashville together and what she was doing to her plate. Okay. Holy Jesus Christ. This woman was fixing to murder all of us. And I thought it was funny, but Travis, I don't think did. And it was wonderful. Like I'm the instigator. Like if I see a couple fighting, I'm like, Fuck that guy. He was, you know, fuck him. He called you a bitch when he walked away. And I'll do the same thing, vice versa. Because if it's not my relationship, that's it's funny to watch people argue. If it's mine, I'll go play in traffic. Like I don't yeah. want to hear a bitch argue at me. But if it's somebody else's, oh, I am instigating no shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. You would love hanging out with my wife and I then because uh oh, it's like uh it's 24-7. 
And she is a savage. She is one of the most honest people that I've ever met. Uh, the version that you see of her in public is the version that you see in private. I mean, she won't hold anything back. I, I said this on our show, uh, I think like a couple weeks ago, but uh, there was this instance where we're sitting in a restaurant and I had a, I had a stomach ache and I had to, I had to let a little, little fart out <laughs> and she called me out and she started yelling it in the middle of this restaurant. I love that. Like, really? Yes. You're going to do that in here. <laughs> I'd be making a scene. Like I would do that. Like to my guy, oh, when yeah. we're in the stores, he's, he's shit on me so many times in the aisle and I'll just start making a scene about it. Yeah. Like I'm just like dying in the aisleway because he just like stunk me out just yeah. to be an asshole and embarrass him. So mine has my back. <laughs> Mine covers you, it up for me. No, no. Let me tell you the reverse <laughs> of that. When Gracie's mother was pregnant, we were in line at Walmart one day. And I'm talking about she's eight months pregnant, about to pop. Like, she's <laughs> ready to go. And I I don't know what it was. I might have been out drinking all night before. And, and I know if I did, I ate crystals before I went to bed. Like, I had those bubble <laughs> fucking guts that day. <laughs> and I let one rip in the checkout line. Like, it was violent. It was silent, but very violent. And as soon as I smelled it and I smelled how bad it was, I was like, God damn it, Brooke, just because you're pregnant don't mean you can shit on everybody in Walmart. <laughs> this bitch about murdered me. Like we I didn't even think she was gonna pay for the groceries. I thought she was gonna, I thought she was gonna fuck me up right there. Oh, oh, classic. oh, dude, you have no idea. Well, coach, the fact that you don't you do a bunch of different kind of uh, a podcast and everything. And we're just degenerate fucks. Uh, you might not even want your name associated. With it. This is probably this is probably kind of rough for you. Not really, because I'm the low man on the totem pole, dude. And like you stole aluminum, that's nothing. That's nothing compared <laughs> to the guys I roll with. But like I, I'm the new guy to podcast. I mean, I've only been doing it since January, and I did 180 with NFL, college, and high school coaches. We do the Life Lessons podcast in the morning with Coach Ball from St. Petersburg where he tries to teach people life lessons. And, and all we're really trying to do is we're trying to change lives. One, two, we're trying to help get people to the next level. And three, we're trying to build champions for life. We do that with our high school football program. But after talking to 180 different coaches since January, the number one key thing is being authentic, being your authentic self. If you want to be an effective coach and you want to change people's lives and to win on the highest level, the, the higher that I found, I went up, you know, Chan Gailey, former NFL coach, Al Grove, former NFL coach, Jim McNally just got back from Buffalo, greatest office line coach in the history of pro football, coach Anthony Munoz, Alex Maribal, office line coach from Miami. The higher you go up in coaching, and these aren't guys with a lot of followers on Twitter, the better the people are. And so it's about being authentic, man. If you really want to touch people's lives and touch people's hearts and change, you know, people for the better. Is that That's really how I got to say. But, man, I fit in with the lowest of the low. That's why I like Johnny Cash. I like, Cash. That's I like why, I like why he's calling us the lowest of the low. <laughs> yeah. that, that was backhanded. It's I like the variety. I'm right there with yeah. you. You, you, just reminded, you just reminded me of a middle school January? coach. Yeah, I am. I am a middle school That's coach. What I'm, I'm you like, just yeah. You just reminded me of one that used to make my fat ass run all the time. I don't know if I like you anymore. I mean, <laughs> he was like, you got to do it for the team. And it's like, bitch, I'm out of breath. Chill out. <laughs> yes, that's me. No, no, you. I like I like hearing you talk. You got a good voice too. 
I just drank <laughs> beer and I got the bubble guts, coach. Leave me alone. Yeah. I, I didn't start drinking until I was like 19. I wish I – like everybody asked me all the time. Because I, I played sports growing up, but I was a good kid until I was 19. And then I was like, fuck this shit. Uh, you know how much – I was co- early starter and early stopper, man. Uh, early well, starter and early stopper. I was I was decent, though. Like I can't sit here and say I was great. I made some some like I got some accolades and shit, but it was mainly for baseball, uh, mm-hmm. football. I'm five ten on a good day, Me like too. on a on a good day, like when the back ain't hurt. But like I've been the same size since ninth grade, but I was like one ninety five, like cut and muscular back then. Now I'm like mm-hmm. two thirty five. Who gives a fuck? Um, I found out pussy boy. and hamburgers taste a lot better <laughs> <laughs> than going to the gym. You know what I'm talking about, Harley. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's a, I, I like that coach's mentality though. I that, I I say it all the time. There was a baseball coach growing up, and his son comes in here a lot now, and that dude taught me more about being a man than I ever realized until I became a man. Like we we need folks like you. We don't need all degenerate bastards like us, uh, especially me. Like you need those coaches that teach you those life lessons that you don't realize you're getting taught until you're on the other side of it. Until you're 25, 26 years old and you think about, damn, did he really say that? Like one of my favorite quotes ever from one of my favorite coaches. You'll hardly you'll like this one. He said, you treat a woman like a woman until she put herself in a man position. Now, listen, I grew up in the early 2000s. Domestic violence was still funny. It's not no more. I guess it's fucked up. Like, you should never put your hands on a woman. But if me and you got in a fight, Harley, I think you'd almost beat my ass. Oh, I would. 100%. So should I <laughs> should I be able to roundhouse you? Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, with me being a Marine, I hate oh, yeah, when they're I like, about, yeah, I'm definitely punching you in the face. I'm sorry. Any, <laughs> any of y'all if you tell me it's a fair fight between her and me and she's a Marine, you're fucking wrong. And it's not <laughs> yeah. in my favor. But that's the thing. Like we, so we do this thing called make map, which is, I, I don't believe in it, but I can only say so much, not get in trouble. Um, I, you have to do, you have to grapple the opposite sex. And when I've done it, guys are always weird about it. I'm like, stop. Like, what are we going to do when we go to combat? What are we going to do when a bitch walks up to you and fuck, puts a gun to your face? You, oh, she's a female. I can't do anything. Fuck no. That's not the way this works. Like, I will grapple and throw down. I feel bad grappling and fighting females more than I do the man. Because yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to hurt the female versus hurt the... I don't give a fuck if I hurt you. <laughs> like <laughs> We've had to do that, like, to get my belt. So it's almost like, best way I can explain it to y'all is, like, karate. So you belt up when you go through these courses. And to get my gray belt, which was the second one, I had to grapple a dude. And the guy would walk up to me and he would say, he's like, I'm not grappling a female. And so me being how I love to talk shit, I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Because you're too much of a pussy? Are you afraid yeah. of the girls in the beach? And I we would... did. And we he gave me a run for my fucking money. I bet. And I mean, yeah, he did. Not going to lie. But I was like, this is the way it should be. That's that's how it should be. We are in the Marine Corps. Now, yeah, once you take the uniform off, obviously, you know, a man's a man, a woman's a woman. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like my my poor fiance, he he fights that battle all the time where he's like, You're a woman. We're in a combat MOS. Fuck. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like we're both Marines. But yeah. outside of uniform, 
we are the way that we are. Now, me though, I am going back to what co- I'm gonna call you, Coach Troy. Yeah, You're that's cool. Coach. I like Coach. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Coach. So the way that he was talking about being authentic, I love that, and I preach that to my Marines because, and I preach it to anybody because we've gotten so far away from being authentic because we are that clout chase, not we, but doing the clout chasing, doing all these different things is that we've gotten so far away from being authentic. Now being like in the military perspective, I tell Marines all the time, you are not just what that uniform is. You have to figure out who you are underneath that uniform because you are going to hang it up one day. And that's the same with social media. What are we, what are the, what are these people going to do? When social media is not a thing anymore or the next big thing happens right. and they're no longer this big hot shot with a million followers on TikTok or whatever the next thing is. Like there's always going to be something like we're all MySpace kids. We're all my, we are. Right. But the generation we now saw, that TikTok famous. Bitch, I had MSN Messenger. Shut up. So I'm did a, I. I'm a lot. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the one I think we that saw a lot of that is. with the Facebook reels, the, the bonuses on the Facebook reels disappearing, you know, when that, <sighs> when they quit doing the bonus program, that was huge for us. You know, like that's where we were making a lot of our money, but we had a couple of friends that were exclusively making their money on there. And now they don't even post any videos because yeah, they're, just, I quit. they're just gone entirely. I quit because it literally went from, Hey, you're going to make $1,200 this month. And if you hit your goal next month, you're getting bumped up to 32,000. And I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's go. Like, give me $32,000 off some dumb shit. I will put yeah. my butthole on the internet for $32,000 <laughs> and not think I twice about it. All right, my daughter, they'll be like, oh, you ashamed of your daughter. No, my daughter got to go to Disney World. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. I'll- my kids are taking care of you. <laughs> yeah, you I don't care. My daughter my yeah. daughter will take the picture of my butthole for $32,000. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and tell you. Y'all can think whatever the fuck y'all want to. But no, as soon as I hit the $1,200, they were like, oh, you can't do Instagram reels no more. And I was like, why? Like, you yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 But well, it was they it took that authenticness. You do need what? to have something that who you need to have which who you are. Well, that's what you're I'm, Josh. Josh, yeah. you have a whole list of who you are. It's not yeah. like you change right. who you right. are right. on your podcasting, on your Instagram or your TikTok. And that's what a lot of people forget is that. So for me, how you meet me as just Harley, podcast host, Marine, line dancing instructor, whatever it is that you, however, bartender, however you meet me, you're going to get the same person across the board. I don't yeah. care if you don't like. The only time I ever tiptoe is if I'm dealing with my advocacy advocacy stuff because I have to, because that's you. Don't, you're talking. You have to be sensitive when it comes to dealing with certain situations that are way more serious. But other than that, you're gonna get the same thing across the board. See, I, like, almo- I, don't- I almost agree with you. I almost agree with you because I do a lot of the mental health stuff too, and like we work with the organizations. Anytime that I have a one-on-one conversation off air, uh. And it's with someone who's struggling with their mental health. They don't want you to be soft. They want. Oh you, no 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 no. Yeah they they want you to be exactly how you feel and everything. It's almost where like if you have someone that has a disability and you like cater down to them instead of treating them like you treat anybody else. I have found time and time again that if somebody's battling mental health issues, they want you to be like, look, motherfucker, I'm crazy too. Like I am just as fucked up as you are. Like, I, that's why I understand you. That's why I get you. I'm not going to sit here and say everything's going to be all right tomorrow because I know oh, fucking no, everything's no. not going to be all right tomorrow. All right. So what I mean up, with that, I'm though. Up. It's cool. <laughs> so what I mean with that, though. So 
I have a dark sense of humor. I think everybody can agree. Like I do, I have dark sense of humor, but I'm not like as a domestic violence survivor, if I'm dealing with somebody that just got their ass beat, I'm not going to make those same jokes to that yeah. person. Yeah, is I'm what not, I mean. I get like, it, I'm not. I get I'm going to be a little more lean back on my dark sense of humor because that's just how I deal with my drama is just make fucked up stories, which is I th- I yeah. think is funny making people uncomfortable sometimes. I do but too. That's, just that's me. my problem. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know where my brain went as soon as you said that? I wanted to talk about Ike Turner, and I realized <laughs> that that's probably not okay. To you, but to me, it would have been funny. Like, but I also think that any man that puts his hands on a woman ought to have their fucking ass beat by 10 other guys. Like, I don't believe in the shit, but I'm also one of those. It's the same way with anything that people are sensitive about, especially like racism. And I'm not going to get in this with five fucking white people sitting here, but because <laughs> that's this, this a very one-sided conversation with all of us. But my thing is, if you can laugh and take the power out of something, then it doesn't make it feel as bad to the person that's went through some shit. Like, if you can take the negativity away from it, and you can be like, hey, look, I'm sorry you went through this, but fuck them. Like, let's hit them with your car because they hit you. Like, if you can put a (laughs) smile on somebody's face and take the power away from that person, then the trauma that you went through all of a sudden in my mind doesn't feel as bad because it's like, I'm not shaming you because you went through your shit. I'm shaming that person and fuck them. But you, if oh, yeah. you have to, to me, you make light of bad situations because if you mm-hmm. don't, then you're given that situation power over you to cause more trauma, to cause more heartbreak, to cause more fucking bullshit towards you. The second you can laugh about something like with a woman, and I'm just speculating you, please tell me if I'm wrong. With a woman, if you can laugh at a man and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, bitch, or whatever, and you know that this person's been ugly to you before, I think demeaning that man or whatever and making him feel like this tall eventually hurts him more than any punch you could ever throw at him. And like I think breaking him mentally is the way that you come back at that. And laughing at those situations, to me, is how you break that. It took me a while to realize that, but yes. So yeah. I well, always fucking make genius, bitches. <laughs> I so I always say that I will eat your soul or I will eat souls for oh, I'm sure you're a soul sucker, baby. <laughs> uh and we start, like if they piss me off or if they do something to one of my people, like somebody that I care about, or just do some fuck shit. Again, I'm in the Marine Corps. There are shit I'm not gonna put out there publicly, but people that's just people don't know boundaries. And I am very protective over my people. Yeah. And yeah. so once I find out shit, my thing is to say, I'm going to eat your soul. I am the person. I will hurt you. If you hurt one of my me or one of mine now, I'm to that point now. Thanks to therapy. Thanks to all this, you know, trying to unfuck all of this up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to hurt you emotionally mm-hmm. before I hurt you physically. Because I know that'll get you more. Because 90% of the time, people that act out a certain way, like that or if they're like belittling someone or they're coming at someone else sideways they have they, they are very they're they're pussies in they're a sense inse- they're insecure and they're weak is what they are exactly yeah, i know that-, that i can verbally touch touch you touch your soul and eat your soul before i have to put my hands on you yeah it took yes. me a long time to grow up and realize that and not everything is not physical violence yeah but that, that reverse psychology shit is where it's at yeah I don't do it all the time. It's only in certain situations where I get that side out. Cause usually I can just, I'm a people person and I can just, how do you do it? 
we mean? How do, you, how do you do it with words? It's about knowing that person. So usually I know who that person is and know of that person, know some bullshit that they've done or known something about them. So for example, I just had a situation happen uh, about a week ago. So this kid decided to come at one of my female Marines who I'm also very protective of, um, tried to come at her all sideways about something, something really dumb. But then he turned around and tried to like, woe is me that my girlfriend left me. Fuck you guys. Blah, blah, blah. I tried to take it out on the Marines. And then I came up to him and I'm like, and I embarrassed him. That's the one thing about, no, like whatever. That's one thing when you embarrass a guy, they take that shit way more to heart in front of a lot of other guys. Yeah. That <laughs> butt, sure, that sure. butt exactly. hurt shit. That butt hurt shit is soul hurt shit. That mm-hmm. shit will cut you like a fucking knife. <laughs> so when I came up to him in front of everybody and I said, the same girlfriend that you've been cheating on with other these random strippers that you meet on Tinder, right? <laughs> when you were just telling me two weeks ago, trying to convince me that it's okay to cheat on her, you want us to feel bad for you that your girl left you. That just sounds like karma. So leave my kids alone. And go. I just walked off. No, I'm telling it's you. about knowing. Damn. It's about knowing that person is How really do- a big thing. And I'm a very do big do on knowing people. How do you do it if you don't know the person? Like, for example, let's say coach was just going off on you right now. What would you, what, what would you dig into someone that you don't know? Boy. Glad, hey, glad yeah. you said coach. Yeah. I don't know why you, I don't know why you picked coach, but fuck yeah. Or Matt. I know what I would Believe do. Believe it or not, I, I feel bad if I bully. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't because I, I grew up in the fucking, I grew up in, I was born in 87. Like, bullying is half my childhood. That's why I'm okay with it. Now, I was bullied as a child to some of the shit's not okay. Right, there is some, but if you're talking shit amongst friends, you should be able to bully the fuck out of your friend. As long as when oh, yeah. we're done, you can say, I fucking love you. Like, as long as they know it's a joke, I will. My love language is talking shit. Anybody that I've ever dated, befriended, whatever, hardly I'm talking fucking mad shit to you right now. And it's, I couldn't be happier that you're engaged in the life that you get to live. Like, but it's that's how I fucking talk to people. Like I don't know. No, absolutely. I'm not a sincere person. Now you'll get me drunk <laughs> and I'll say some heartfelt shit about you and I'll let you know that I care about you. But at the same time, I am talking mad shit to you from start to finish. Coach, with you, if that's I, the way it should be. Yeah. Coach, <laughs> if I was you and I had to deal with kids every day, I would do some Phil Jackson shit every single fucking day. I would find a kid's insecurity that is an insecurity they can work on. Not one that they can't. Like, if you your family's poor or something like that, or where I grew up poor, I know what it's like to get picked on about that. that. That one sucks. You can't help that. But if there's something that a kid, a lazy kid, and we all know the lazy kids that play sports or whatever, I would find something, and I would poke at him every single day until I had a program director in radio that told me that the best people in the world at being a radio host or whatever host is somebody who knows how to put a ball down and make it to where somebody else picks it up to where mm. you drop an idea or you plan an idea, but it's that person who picks it up and runs with it to make themselves better. So like I would literally just whatever psychologically fuck with kids to where <laughs> it, to it was just like, I'm saying this to you, but you don't know that you're going to build a grudge towards it. And then you're going to better yourself. So I'll shut the fuck up. Without me hollering, without me screaming or whatever, like I'm going to make it to where 
you want to better yourself because of shit that I'm saying. And the second that you realize that that was the game the whole time, you're not mad at me anymore. You're going to thank me. Some people don't. I'm hard-headed. There was no getting through to me when I was younger. If I didn't want to do something, I didn't want to fucking do it. I'm probably not going to do it. But if some coaches or some people would have approached situations with me to where it was like, I'm going to get back at you for saying this, or I'm going to build a chip. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. If any of y'all watched the Last Dance documentary, Michael yeah. Jordan would find a fucking reason to have a chip on his shoulder. He would find a reason. I can't remember what game it was or whatever, but they talk about it in the documentary to where some no-name point guard or somebody was like, ah, oh, I got you on that one. And he was just fucking with Jordan. He was just playing. Good game, Mike. Yeah, good game, Mike. Some bullshit like that. And Mike's like, oh, fuck this motherfucker. Like, and the dude didn't even <laughs> it that way. But in order to be great, regardless what it is, even this, like even podcasting or whatever, you have to find your gas. You have to find what's going to build your shit up. And having a chip and wanting to prove somebody wrong and wanting to be better than anybody else, you have to do that. And it's our job is whether it's a podcaster, a coach, whatever, any walk of life, to give somebody a reason to do better and to help build those chips up. And if I was a coach, boy, I'm telling you, their coach, those kids will be like, fuck this guy. All right. <laughs> but then next thing you know, little Johnny that's in ninth grade is benching 300, squatting 800, and is fixing to get a fucking early recruit for Notre Dame. Like, <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's getting a Heisman. He's like, I want to thank my middle school coach for telling me I was a fat, lazy piece of shit. But if it was not for him, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. I would have been Bobby Knight. Bro. I love Bobby Knight. Anybody <laughs> don't like too. Bobby Knight, you go fuck yourselves. I love him. <laughs> uh, Maddie, you got to talk more. You're the only one that's not talking. You're I, like you can't have that good of a beard and not put input. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just enjoying this conversation. But the whole the whole thing, there's a couple of things that I've, I've kind of noticed is I want to know the opening odds for the Harley Josh Terry fight that's going to happen. Uh, I like to throw some money around. It's legal in my a state. Start so. placing bets now, and all the money will go towards like a nonprofit. All right, all right Maddie, you, Maddie, you pick. You got <laughs> to pick the situation. MMA, boxing, kickbox. Like you got to put gloves on. Tell us the situation, and then I'll tell you who wins. Okay, I, I think we go gloves at least for the first one. Um, kind of like the whole uh, the, the celebrity one, Elon, and uh, whatever. Oh my god, fight the, in a coliseum. <laughs> yeah, we got to have a coliseum, but like one Elon's that's in Nashville. Fucking murder him. He's gonna he's gonna destroy him. He's gonna destroy him, just like allegedly uh, Harley says she's gonna destroy you. I, I say we go boxing. I say we go uh, five rounds, uh, generate like forty five second rounds, maybe five forty five okay. second rounds. Okay. I mean, not saying that one or the other is in a little better shape, but I, I think forty five seconds. Be able to keep up just with all that cardio. <laughs> no, that's all I'm gonna say. You got me just on rounds. If it goes that far, that last one, I'm a little like Mister Kool Aid. I'm gonna be so fucking red and out of breath. <laughs> or we mix it up and you know those big um those, those like huge inflatable balls where you just run at each other and bound each other oh, maybe we could that. Uh, maybe we do that. that bitch that bitch is dead okay i like that i like the odds there so then the odds <laughs> they, they go back we need into to get josh's the ones with the inflatable the sumo and inflatable guys you know what i'm talking about bitch i don't mm -hmm. even need it look like that i got you <laughs> like you put one on i'm bouncing you to the fucking moon hey well according to the marine corps i'm obese so i'm i'm good i guess all right well uh -huh. According to life, I am. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you there. And yeah, uh, the other one, I, I think Cody's Cody's podcasting from a lawnmower. And I really, I think I saw that. That's absolutely I, um, amazing. How did you know that? How did you get I, that? I'm, I'm I, actually I, very I, impressed. 
I've spent a lot a of lawnmower? time on a lawnmower. Yeah, he's he's podcast from a lawnmower. Day. Yep. That's the so, first uh, I, that's the first zero turn ever. <laughs> that's gonna be in the Smithsonian <laughs> next that. week. Uro. I, I mean, I love that. I love that the the podcast desk. I wish now I want to get an old zero turn lawnmower that I can put in the studio. And that actually sounds really <laughs> cool. This is this is actually my garage with my brand new uh, skateboard ramp in here. Nice. I oh, knew yeah. I didn't like you. I fucking hate skateboarders. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. Yeah. So does my wife, apparently. Uh, well, no shit. She has a man child skateboard in the fucking garage. <laughs> I hate you too. <laughs> Yeah, she's trying to put the everything. She's trying to put the baby asleep, and you're like, "Watch this cool trick, Ma." Well, the good news is I can't really hear it from the kids' room, really. But hear me out. It's cheaper than a home gym, and I will use it for for sure more than a home gym. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of. North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management if i'm using her here at the studio there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't look her up on facebook and instagram at crooked w consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084 crooked w consulting hit up miss erica now you won't be disappointed let's give a quick shout out to nobles networking Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia. I've ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, Please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 8 Commerce Street. And the phone number is 912-568-1645. Lori's Dive In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Co. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've shared them with some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hat Co. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and down yonder right here on the Josh Terry podcast. 
I want to give a special thank you to Project K9 Hero. Them and Cashman's Pub just came on to be a sponsor for us for an entire year. So, if you guys love puppy dogs, if you guys love supporting our military and law enforcement, you guys need to go check out Project K9 Hero. Go make a donation. Go do whatever. Buy some gear to show your support. Thank you to Jason Johnson and also to my guy Ron at Cashman's Pub. Ron is opening up a couple other spots. He's already got the library uh, in Macon, Georgia. And let me tell you, when we go out to Macon, that is where we pregame. We pregame at Cashman's. We have a good time. They got good food. They always got good music. And Ron is letting me bring some artists down there to play. So y'all do me a favor. If you're in Macon, Georgia, and you're looking for a spot to eat, go check out Cashman's Pub. If you're looking for a spot to get drunk and hang out with your friends, Cashman's Pub is the place to go. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished, but What's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's family-owned business, and they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478-279-330. Shout out to Pearl Promoting. You guys need to look up Miss Anna and everything that her and her associates have going on over in Alabama. I know they've been a big help to me. Big help to me. And guys, if you're an artist, reach out to them. They're going to help you for a lot of the stuff that you don't want to do, a lot of the stuff that you're not getting done, a lot of the stuff that you don't know how to do. Pearl Promoting is going to help you. So go look them up on Facebook now at Pearl Promoting. I'm not gonna... that That's all I need. Like a... That sounds like a cop out. I wanted to skateboard <laughs> in my fucking garage. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, baby. I'm, not gonna I'm gonna, lie, I'm gonna stay in shape, but I'm gonna stay in shape by skateboarding in my yeah. garage. Are you? Yeah, we Boy. had a little barbecue in here last weekend. I had a in bunch of garage? friends over. Yeah, a couple of casualties. We uh, there's some blood on the ramp already. I Ooh. would die. Oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> I, that that is something I'm not good at whatsoever. I have I tried it one time as a child and I about broke my shin and I was like fuck this. Like, have I you ever had know. somebody skateboard and be on your podcast at the same time? Because I feel like Cody could be the first to do no. it as well. No, he's gonna die. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All just, right, just, I'm in. I'm in actually in flip flops right now. I'll, I'll better reason for you here. to record. Uh, yep. Don't don't hit the dog. Don't hit the dog. Yeah, don't hit the dog. Y'all can't see this, but this bitch is gonna skateboard on the show. Oh, no, look at him. Oh, look oh, at that. you. Oh, did you fall? I took the dog out. Oh, no, no you were running. Dog jumped in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm what in flip-flops right now. That's what I'd say if I fucking That's impressive. fail, too. <laughs> yeah, my dog got in the way. Coach, <laughs> what kind of athleticism do you see out of Cody right there? Hey, I mean, you remind me yeah. of Joe Burrow. Oh, don't <laughs> hey, you hey, fucking hey. dare. Don't be dissing my name. Oh, I, like I love Joe Thanks, Burrow. Mitch. I Thank love you, Joe Burrow. That's a great compliment. I man. love Joe Burrow. <laughs> Y'all know because what... he's an orange. No, I just like fucking Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looks like he throws bombs and bangs ass. That's all. <laughs> like Joe Burrow is just fucking. <laughs> you know what though? I've always said if I'd have been a quarterback, I'd have been Johnny Menzel. I would have 
fucked up so bad. Yeah. If you gave me yeah. that kind of athletic talent and money, yeah. Oh no, no, I'm definitely develop a cocaine habit and a stripper habit and an alcohol habit and a not playing. How football could you not? Well. Really? I know. I would have not been. You could have not given me that kind of money and that kind of celebrity at 21 years old and me not be in rehab at least three times by now. It's like John Moran. They do, though. That's the thing. They do. It's just not as publicized. So I'll tell you a story. Johnny Menzel was so... pretty fucking publicized. Hold on. What coach, coach <laughs> yeah, you no were shit. saying? I coach. mean, what about John Morant? I mean, I'm I'm the biggest John Morant fan in the world. I don't even know who John guy. Morant is. Who's John Morant? Oh, my gosh. This guy. He plays point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, and he was oh, like – okay. I know you're talking about. Supposed to be like – they were pumping him up to be the next Jordan. He had new shoes coming out. And he pulled out a gun on Instagram, and then he did it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now he's suspended 25 games next season. And they could have kicked him. Yeah, John yeah. Morant. I probably would have done that. I'd have been like, fuck these yes, guys. He's 22. <laughs> fuck them. He had – he had, I think it was $50,000 in the strip club floor. Okay. That's the one thing I don't Ooh. understand. That is one thing. I don't like strip clubs. I love strippers, <laughs> but I do not like strip. I love a woman's hustle. I love when a woman can look at you and say, I am getting every dollar out of this motherfucker's bank account. And all I got to do is like make an ass cheat jump one time. To me, there's something about that is sexy, but you're See, not being getting... a server in a bar to in a, strip yeah, club, same thing. Being a server. You make hella money. I used to date one from toppers in Athens. Uh, she was just a hostess. Mental health issues out the ass, bitch was a good time. But all she did, all she really did was like she just served drinks. That yes, serve drinks it. and have a conversation with them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I two days I worked. So my first bartending. I told you you ass wasn't a line dancer, you line bitch. You are <laughs> you are a stripping hostess. You line no, dance right in the way she laughs. College was a struggle, okay? College was a struggle. But <laughs> so when I worked at a strip club, I was a server and a bartender. Just as a server working two days a week, a bad week for me was $900. Yeah. Just to serve drinks and have a conversation because 90% of these weirdos that would come in there, yeah. especially on a Tuesday night, all they did was want to sit and have a conversation with a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That. I still had all my clothing on, but I still made hella money. No, it was popped, hard to leave that I'd job. Have t- if you'd have popped a titty at you'd have had $1,000. <laughs> oh shit where my hold on a second can y'all see me yep yeah oh my fucking computer just said fuck me i don't know what it is blank i kicked something on accident but anyway <laughs> but this is my thing though how old did you have your child how old were you had your child 18 18 you know how much sense it makes to me that regardless of the taboo or the stigma to it for a woman to go to work two or three days a week and make just as much money as somebody who's working 80 hours a week to support her kids. All right, if you go and you only work 10, 15 hours a week, and you get to spend the rest of the time with your child and work towards a fucking diploma, a degree, a certificate, or something, all right, that makes sense to me. I don't know why we've made it so taboo. Like, there's been Hooters bitches forever. And, like, Hooters used to be fire. And now, it, I don't know what fucking Hooters is around here. Hooters is trash now. Like Walmart. Dude, it's trash. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Same people hanging out at both. Yeah, I don't get it. But it just makes sense to me. Why wouldn't you? I mean, there's men in this world, and there's women, too, that if they're attracted to you, they think they can buy your attention. Now, like, the bad thing with guys like me, I've been late. 
Like I have been. Like I don't see the need in going to a strip club and giving you all my money. Now, like if you want to holler at me afterwards, I'm sure from your dancing you can do some fun shit. And it looks like you've got some trauma, and I would like to uh, take advantage of that. <laughs> hey, hey, like you find a stripper that says I'm going to medical school, but that bitch can't spell her name. Like we all know, we all know her. This bitch has had more trauma in her life, but also she can suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. So I'm going to listen to her lie to me. I'm going to listen to her lie to me about her going to medical school. She'd be like, I'm going to be a doctorate one day and I'm going to be a rocket scientist. Like this bitch, none of what you're saying makes sense, but bet you look good naked. Uh, Go ahead, Dr. Dumbass. Let's do it. But that's actually saying, how my parents met. This congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but Harley, I get it. I get why young girls do it. And I wish it was a way that it wouldn't be taboo. I really do. Especially when I you have to keep more- it a secret. Even I though I was even though I was just a server and like people would come in there. That was always the nice thing. Is that if people came in there that I knew they weren't supposed to be in there. And I was like, Shh, I was a brand new mom. Like I had I started working that job. What was that? I was 19. Up until I was I was twenty one, because I was just making stupid money, and like you said, I got to spend time with my kid. I was in college. I was a single parent. Like it, it made sense. It paid my bills. I had a roof over my head. I had a car that I bought, fully paid off. I had food in my kid's belly. It did not matter. But I had to keep it a secret what I was doing because of that stigma. And you got to think, this was twelve years ago, and. So, I mean, now it's more socially acceptable because of OnlyFans and all that other bullshit. But, and again, and I I don't understand why it was always a thing. Why is it, like you said, if somebody stopped knocking their hustle. Now, if you want to fast forward to today's time with the OnlyFans, cool, do it. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you've got five kids. You're supporting them, babies. You're getting getting your money. Cool, get your money, baby girl. I (laughs) I was smarter to where you're making more money putting butthole pictures on your phone than I am wearing a stupid uniform. Not stupid uniform. Not a stupid uniform. I don't get in trouble. I know what you (laughs) meant. You just meant the fact (laughs) you're working your ass off. Exactly. Anybody would have said what you just said. It's just the fact that you're working your ass off, sweating every day, doing a job that people don't appreciate anymore like they fucking should. I guess, you know, none of us think what you do is stupid. Nobody could ever think that somebody serves this country (laughs) is stupid. But it is frustrating and aggravating that you are somebody who works their ass off but doesn't get paid as much as somebody put their butthole on the internet. I get why it's people It's crazy do. how much we don't get paid. Like, no, we, I know you don't. So we did the math. It's like $2 an hour. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I like yeah. the OnlyFans <laughs> girls. Like, I've some of my best friends now in this world, shout out to Sarah and Tawny and Alyssa and fucking Barbie and everybody else that does this show that has one. Look, I love them. I, I love them to death. Good for I, them, man. I wish I could have one. I get Good for y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is with them, I don't mind if you're something outside of it. Oh, Paige Bauer. I don't say fucking pages. Name. That bitch is going to get super mad at me because uh, <laughs> she, she listens. But I respect that women do it from a financial standpoint, that if you can make life-changing money, why wouldn't you do it? It makes no sense to me. If, you're, if somebody says right now, Josh, go post one dick pic and you got $25,000 in your account because of your social media following that you've already built. And that's really where a lot of it comes from, already having the following. It takes a lot for me to say no. 
It takes a lot. Mainly the good Lord didn't give me a big enough dick to post a picture of. <laughs> but if he did, just flopping cock for the whole internet to see if I get $25,000 a dick pic. I get it. It makes sense. There are people. Paige. I, got, I said her name all good. Paige has built her dream home. Her dream home in Alabama. This beautiful awesome fucking amazing log cabin she's got all the hunting land she would ever want she's got great looking trucks she's got she's and she's a genuinely good person like she's kind of a cunt sometimes but she's a really good person when she's not and i love her to death the fact that she took advantage of it, the fact there's other women taking advantage of it why not i don't see a problem with it it's good for them i'm yeah, jealous yeah. to 100 100 jealous of the fact that they were able to do that <laughs> like, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. What, about, what about the uh the the women that are selling like farts and jars and, and pringles and stuff They're I, okay, a ton for of some money reason, on that too i don't know say, why my did you say farts and jars yes girl yes, that's a thing you can sell it's like i somehow popped up my for you page why i don't know i don't know if it's a sign from god like hey bitch <laughs> you're broke do this how much uh, is it reasonable so it's good money. You, I don't you know the exact number, but be asking skateboarder. Toenail yeah, clippings. You got a baby now. Listen, no, toenail clippings, underwear, socks, everything. There is no limit on what to sell on the internet these days. Like, there's a girl. She literally sells. Yeah, there was her used mascara brush. She sold for a thousand dollars. Wow! Jack off to a mascara brush. <laughs> the um. People are weird. It was the girl that was on 90 Day Fiance, Stephanie something, and she made over $200,000 selling farts in jars. <gasps> Whoa. I mean, good. That's good for her. Good. Look, right? I, good for it, her. I wish there was a market for men to do this, but my shit would, <laughs> my shit would be like mustard gas. Like it, they'd oh, open it up. It, you'd only get paid one time because the person would do fucking it. Sell die. It as a, sell do it. it as a prank. You know, like just... prank your friends, buy this. You know, open it in the truck. People, I get people on here all the time, and it's like you're not supposed to kink shame. Like you're not. What do you, people get off on? They get off on if you buy a fart in a jar. Don't speak to me. Like you're a disgusting <laughs> human being. And we treat thousand dollars. There are some kinks. Yeah, you. Can, there's no. I can't. Like, no. There's. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be with. I'm vanilla as fuck anyway. Like once we get to where somebody's like feet pictures or whatever, I'm like I'm out. I've never seen a bitch's toes and be like, you know what I really want to do? I want to <laughs> stick my dick between her toes. That sounds amazing. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, like, uh, I'm good. All right, but, but this is also, I'm so glad in the world we live in, I am more vanilla and normal than somebody wanting to buy a fart in a jar. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be, tell my future girlfriend or whoever be like, hey, baby. I just want you to know that I used to have some problems buying some stuff off the internet. Now, if you would, <laughs> now if you would just do it for me, I can save the money and we can just go out to eat. And she'd be like, "What you want, baby? I need you to get a mason jar, and I need you to hover above it, and I need you to fucking roast beef the shit out of it. Our beef stew the fuck out of it, pretty please. And then close <laughs> it, and then give it to me." Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Can you still smell it? I don't know. You you got, got, I guess you got to buy a jar. Yeah, it's only thousand dollars. <laughs> Save up. See, like me and my fiance, we're very open. We're not on like weird level, but if he ever like he, we're very open with each other. 
But if he ever came up and was like, yeah, I need you. Like, he'll make jokes. Like, this morning, he didn't want me to get out of bed. And he's like, just piss on me. I was like, you better be joking right now. You better be. <laughs> I will throw you this just ring do at it. you. Just test I will them throw on. this ring at you. You better be joking. Yep. He's like, got, yeah, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I dated a girl. I dated a girl probably like five or six years ago. I had to break up with her. Because uh, she didn't tell me when we first started dating, she was a dominatrix. Like she oh. kind of let that come out, and, <laughs> and like that's not something you let come out. All right, mm-hmm. it's like just it. like first date shit. It's like, by the way, I want to abuse you and walk you like a dog and peg you. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna go back to preschool now because I don't know how to play with a bitch like you. <laughs> I, I did. I skipped that class in high school. I don't want to be any fucking where around you. That's just yeah. that's too much. That's too oh, much. that's funny. Yeah. Um. I don't mean to be a plunger here and bring up old shit, but Coach, you said you did 180 episodes of your podcast since January. I can't let that breeze by. When do you sleep? Uh, I I don't know, man. I mean, I just love it. I mean, I'm a coach and I like talking football and I used to do a uh, a coach's clinic, an in-person coach's clinic and high school coaches used to come and I didn't okay. do it this year. So the all the college coaches, when they come by the school, they'd be like, Troy, you're going to do your clinic, you're going to do your clinic. And I said, no, I'm going to do a podcast. So like you start yeah, doing it okay. and it's addictive, man. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's like collecting baseball cards. Like you get this card, right. then you want to get the next card. Then you got, oh man, I got to get a better card. Oh, now I got Coach McNally. Now Coach McNally, he can get me Bob Wiley, who was the coach off of HBO Hard Knocks, you know, the set hut guy. Wow. Yeah. So how many episodes were you producing a week? I mean, there really is not much uh production when you're the low man on the totem pole. Pretty much you just <laughs> press record and I say, Hey, this is Troy Taylor from the Championship Football Coaches Clinic podcast. Sponsored by, bye, 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 bye. Hey, coach, how you doing today? Where are you from? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, there, there's not much production. I just did some quick math. Roughly 240 days this year. You did 180, so you only took roughly 60 days off. That's that's pretty impressive. That's, I'm, I'm that's more than 180. I've only worked like 60 days. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a football coach, and there's some people called football junkies. Like Nick Saban. I mean, I'm not getting paid what these guys are getting paid. I'm just stupid. All right, I'm the only one stupid enough to do it for free. I was going to ask thinking, you for a fucking dollar if you were. Yeah. If you get Saban money. Yeah, y'all, y'all say y'all actually make money off of this? Yeah, I, don't. Like, I don't. Welcome to my world, not me. Yeah. I, I, just, I so, can't. This is all I do for a living. This is my job. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll be Maybe once I get tomorrow. out of the military, I'll make it a full-time gig. But for now, it's just been a hobby for me. Well, all you got to do is get picked up by a management company. I mean, you got to hit certain numbers. That and- sounds like somebody's telling me what to do, and I don't handle that well. So- no, don't. They stay out your fucking way. I mean, the <laughs> mine does. Like, they, they, all they do is distribute my show and get me paid. So, hey, one- sounds like a good well, deal. Gosh, that might be something we talk about because I get out and so I go on a deployment soon. And as soon as I get back from the deployment, I say, I'm out. <laughs> Look, I, I'll tell you like I tell everybody else. If you think you're authentic and you think that you're special, like you have to, you have to think you're special. You have to think you can do this better than anybody else. Look, and as it, special as I like to think I am, I'm only about a special ed. So we're going to go there. I mean, you you do seem like a dumb bitch sometimes. But <laughs> if you'll just stick to what makes you special, 
if you'll just keep doing what you think is good and what's different than anybody else. Now, like, Coach, I imagine it's way harder for you than the rest of us because there's so many sports podcasts. Like, there's you have to compete against fucking everybody in the world. I don't compete against everybody in the world. Like, our show is top 1% in the world. Nice. And, like, we, we've done well in three years. We This is actually our 400th and one episode. Nice. And, like, wow, we've busted our ass. I mean, I have literally busted my ass from October of 20. But I had, like, I came with an audience because I came from radio to here. So I already had 100,000 people listening to me every day on radio. So, awesome. like, they wanted more of me, especially the way that I didn't have a job anymore getting fired. Like, they wanted more of this shit. So then you add in the social media stuff or whatever, and it just catapulted me to where a lot of people had to work harder for it. They had to work longer for it. I think I went four months, four months as an independent without a management company and then signed a deal right after that. And I've been with them ever since. And they've took nice. very, they've took very good care of me. Um, but like, all you got to do is just be different. Like if you listen to, if you listen to a podcast and you're like, damn, this sounds just like me, you're fucked. Like you, you, <laughs> you like, you go ahead and know that what you're doing is a hobby. And I, I like, I don't like, I try to be as real with everybody. There's probably somebody out there that sounds exactly like me, but they're not doing my numbers because I had a little bit of help starting off. But there's a motherfucker that sounds like me, but he still would have to, he still would have to prove that he can do it better than me. He would have to prove that I can tell a joke one second. I can talk about faith the next. I can talk about sports. I can talk about mental health. Like you would have to be able to wire everything in that I do. Mm-hmm. And I, and there's not many people that can do it and do it seamlessly to where a podcast isn't supposed to be an interview. That's what radio is for. You're supposed to be having mm-hmm. a conversation that everybody wants to listen to, that everybody mm-hmm. wants to eavesdrop on. And if you can do that, you're going to be fucking good. But if you can't view it as a hobby, have fun with your friends and never try to make money off of it because you're not going to. And I'm not trying to knock anybody. I promise. But it's the same thing with anything in life. You have to strive to be better than the next person. And if you don't, and there's nothing special about your show, be real with yourself and just have fucking fun with it. No doubt. Absolutely. I focus on the process, not the, not the results. That's Nick Saban. Yeah. Well too, like I love the, the process thing. I love that. Enjoy the process or be in the middle of the process. You got to think once you get to your destination, it's kind of over. Like you Mm got to find, you got to find something new. Once you get there, you got to find a new thing to do because you've mastered the road that you're on. I don't want to master the road that I'm on. I want to keep developing. I want to take what I've got this good and keep moving forward with it. But if I ever get to my destination and I stop enjoying the journey, I think that I've not only failed myself, but I failed the listeners. I failed the people that were supposed to be entertaining by doing this. And there's too many people that's like, I want to get to a million downloads. I want to get to whatever. And when they get there, they get complacent. They get to where, uh, that's one reason why I wanted to have y'all on is because this summer I have been complacent as fuck. I have took the summer to where it's just like, I'm a chill. I'm going to put out my limited amount of episodes this summer. I've got to start getting back in the studio with people that have the same goals that I do because they'll push me after doing this show with you guys. And you're all pretty talented. It'll push me <laughs> to be better. It'll push me. Y'all, y'all, y'all do size You're damn talented. Uh, I didn't Aww. say, I said some of y'all are pretty talented. 
Uh, yeah, did you see Cody on a skateboard? I mean, yeah, I don't count it. Do it verbally. <laughs> Give me like a rundown while you're doing it, and then we'll talk. Hey, Josh, I, I want to I want to tell you one thing about Saban and about that Belichick. What they believe about going up that mountain. I'm like, glad you he, said Belichick because I hate fucking Nick Saban. I love Bill Belichick. Okay, I mean, I know, like the, I know how same. intertwined they are, but yeah, go ahead. But they they they're like you work your whole life to like get better, go up the mountain, go up the mountain. And then eventually you become the mountain. Yep. Like you're, you're what other people are trying to become. And that's, that's just what they say. I mean, I guess it's the same way with Kobe and they're very competitive. Yeah. And so are you. I do. Well, I, the thing is, is like, I want this. I don't, it, it's where it's an addiction. And also I've got the chip. I've, I've got people that have sent me, Shit from lawyers, uh, whatever it's called, decease and decease and desist shit. I've had people from country radio. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> people from country radio that have talked shit. I've had people that have literally gave me my stepping stones, and they didn't realize what the fuck they were doing. But I'm a petty motherfucker, <laughs> and I and I'm petty in a way to where if you come at me, I'm a crash test dummy. I will ruin mm-hmm. myself to make my fucking point, and. But it's my passion. Like this, this is not just a hobby for me. This is my passion. Yeah. This is my career. This is the next step to what I want. And if you're not that way, if you don't get on the mic every time and have that, then why the fuck are you doing it? Like, That's I why I had to take right? a break. I had to take a break from it. I'm not gonna lie. So women with an F up mind, I've been doing since two. Th- beginning of 2021 is when I started as like my therapy thing and it got to a point where I just was like flatline I was like all right I had to fix myself because I was like I burnt myself out not on podcasting not on just everything in life where I had to stop like completely and I was like I'm not giving what the listeners want I mean I've got I mean it's it's it grew it grew way bigger than I thought it was going to, but I couldn't give the listeners what they wanted because one, I got complacent, but then I got burnout. I had other shit I had to unfuck in my head. So I had to take a break from it. And now I'm back in the full swing and dicks of it, even though I'm about to go on a deployment. But it's like, you also have to remind yourself, like have fun with it. Depending, no matter what the topic is, have fun with it. It is still a hobby, but you also have to remember why you're doing it. Yeah. Don't burn yeah. yourself out and ruin something that's good for you and fun for you because you think you have to keep pouring and pouring and pouring because then it just doesn't make it fun anymore. It doesn't make it what why you started it in the first place. And I had to learn that. I took quite a few. I think I the last episode I produced from that one was in August of last year. And I just started kicking back up on it because I just I killed myself on it because I got complacent. <laughs> well, if you're not consistent with this either, you might as well not do it. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, if you don't have consistency and you're yeah. not authentic, don't even do it. Like, it, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing too. You don't have to be, you don't have to be authentic by yourself either. Understand that there could be somebody just like any of you guys, or just like me. Find people to work with daily that make you different, that make you better. You mm-hmm. as an individual, there's not many people that can do this as an individual. I don't like doing individual shows. I fucking hate doing individual shows. I think they're boring mm-hmm. as fuck. But I can get through them, and they're decent sometimes. Sometimes they suck. But when I have people on, it brings out the best of me. It brings makes me ten times fucking better. So you don't have to be great alone. 
Like, get some people to work with that are going to make you as a team great. That's why I love the folks that we work with, that we travel with, that we do shows with, all the stuff we do in Nashville. It's literally whatever it is, iron sharpens steel or something. I always say creativity drives creativity. Yeah, iron, iron sharpens iron. Like, you have to be around people that understand what you're doing, why you're doing, and are just as good or right around you. And if you do that, oh, you're in a fucking room with talent that makes everybody better, and you're going to be a fucking really good at this. It's the people that try to do it alone are the people that constantly try to just be like, hey, this is me. Even like with you and Jess. You and Jess are good, but y'all have guests on, right? Sometimes. We've only had a couple. Have guests on. Have guests on, or you're going to be all the time saying repetitive shit. I still say repetitive shit. When I do stuff by myself, and it's like I listen back to it, it's like, oh, God damn it, Josh. You literally said this fucking 30 times now on 30 different we, episodes. See, and that hap- that did happen with us. It started to ha- – so we just kicked off season three, and then we noticed that. Like, we sat, and we had a – like, we talk about it. We're like, all right, now we're getting repetitive. So we took this time because you're right. The consistency is very key. And we both – we both been podcasting for a little bit. So we knew that was the biggest thing is consistency, not repeating ourselves – making sure that we give new content. So I'm taking this deployment as like a break to gear, to lay out everything that we want to do. Keep this like our socials alive with the podcast, you know, for people to catch up, people to listen to people to gain. Um, But we halted the episodes because of that, because we didn't, we felt ourselves getting repetitive. We're like, Oh no, we're not. That's not why we do that. When you say seasons, I don't understand that. Uh, Macy, Macy and Reed do toxic talk and they said like, they just got done with a season. What the fuck is a season? I don't, I, like, <laughs> I've put out 400 episodes and I've never been like, Oh, this is just a season. I'm taking a break. I don't understand where that concept comes we from. We only did it because we took breaks in between producing episodes every okay. week. That's the only reason why we, we didn't do anything like, okay, this season's going to be totally different. No, it was Well, that's what I was just wondering. I didn't know, I didn't know what that means. Mean to take a break to gear up, like, for us, because we had all this other shit going on. So every 25 episodes, we said, all right, we're going to take a couple weeks, a week or two off, two weeks, whatever, and then kick back into it, just yeah. to break. It's all it was. Nothing. Sometimes I just don't post special. shit. I don't call it season. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this today. <laughs> and I don't feel like doing it this week. And instead, See, I'm you go- can do that though, because you've got that kind of following. You've got that. You've already hit, not hit your ground, but you've already made that, that point to, for yourself, like you're still growing, you're still doing things, but you're, you're already kind of up there, getting up there and still going up there. We're not. <laughs> will, you, will you tell me how up there I am again? I really, I really like that. Fuck you. you just, me, I know. Fuck tell you. me how good, tell me how good I am again. <laughs> I well, you with your little plug, like we're in the top one percent. I'm like, yep, there it is. He plugs actually, it every time. A- actually, <laughs> if you want to bullshit about it, smart ass, there's about four million podcasts, almost five now, and I'm in the top fifteen hundred in the world. How about that? Nice. Oh, see, there he goes. Uh, Suck my dick, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to boost your ego over there, Josh. Thank you. Even you I, need really I, need I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Whenever and the reason why I need it, just so everybody knows, everybody and their fucking mother is starting a podcast now. Every mm-hmm. fucking body. If they've got a shit ton of followers on social media, they're trying it. And I have mm-hmm. listened. I have listened to all these people that have started one. 
One is Demps. Demps has been on the show. I like Demps. Demps is going to fucking kill. No matter what she does in life, I told her when she did the show for the first time last March that she was going to end up getting asked to do all kind of shit. And but this was she was already blowing up, but she wasn't what she was now. And she's done every bit of that girl's going to be a fucking success, whatever she does. Macy and Reed's going to be a success. There's two girls that I've never had on the show that I don't know shit about. I think one's named Whitney and one's name. Um, they're both little bad bitches from Texas. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, but they're funny. Like, the thing is like, they're funny. They're well-versed. They have a good conversation. I can't remember the other girl's name. Wait, is one a blonde and a brunette? Yeah, yeah. One's a blonde and brunette. Got kind of like a chubby face a little bit. Oh, she ain't got chubby face. Bitch, it's hot. She's, I mean, she's attractive, <laughs> but that's the one thing I can see. I was kind of like, yeah, I knew I, you were talking you're, about. I think one okay. name like C or something. Yeah. Whit okay. I just know, I know the one girl's name, Whitney. I think they have the potential to be very successful. And I'm just talking about people who ended up having big ass followings. They ended up starting a podcast, not vice versa, in building it. The majority of the rest of them are kind of trash. They don't they don't know how to get on here and have a conversation. They don't realize what it's supposed to be. I texted y'all earlier and was like, hey, between the four of y'all, have an idea for something if the show gets stagnant. Like that's what I meant. Like if it gets to where like we're not fucking talking the way we should be, conversation isn't flowing, then let's let's fucking do something. Let's talk about you veer. That's your job as a host, is to veer to a subject that's entertaining for the listener. If you're just mm -hmm. steady talking about the same dumb shit, you're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna listen. There is in radio, they call it a tune out factor. There's a lot of tune out factors to where all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, this is a great conversation," and then it's just like, "So where's your mom from?" And <laughs> did did your dad graduate high school? What's their birthdays? What's your sign? And it's like nobody gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to hear, like, uh, this is an example. I want to hear what y'all think about the Jason Aldean shit. Like, I want to hear shit that you can't talk about on social media necessarily, but you can talk about on your platform. I want to hear what you think about fucking creepy Uncle Joe. Like, is he going <laughs> to die before he runs again? I don't know. Maybe he should. I'm just playing FBI if you listen to this. I am not trying to Abe Lincoln that motherfucker. Uh, like, I promise you. Maybe JFK him, but not Abe Lincoln. Uh, oh I won't be going to no theaters. Oh, that's another one. Sound of Freedom. Like if y'all have seen that, all right. This is where you have a platform to where there's everything in the fucking world you can talk about, and no one's gonna stop you. Why talk about generic bullshit? I don't need to know your fucking toothpaste. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Speak since you're in the military, what do you think about Sound of Freedom? I it have you seen it? Yes. My chest hurt. Like, I know it's a very big problem. I stay kind of in tune with all that stuff. Um, I was very big in the following the Epstein Island thing. Still very much follow all that shit. Uh, it made my chest hurt really bad because it is the, it's the reality of things that people don't want to talk about. I, I love that shit. I love when shit makes me, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it makes me think. Um, You're saying it's, supposed it to make also, you, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Exactly. Like that, that's a good kind of uncomfortable because it is the yeah. reality of what is actually going on. And I love to see something that is truthful that people won't talk about, don't like to talk about because it's such a serious topic. People don't want to talk about it, which is like going into my effed up podcast. People don't want to talk about that shit because it's a serious thing. I think what Sound of Freedom did 
I I'm glad to see shit like that is being pushed out. Not glad to see that it's a thing. It fucking sucks that that has to be a thing. But it's now pushing out to people be like, hey, motherfuckers, this is this is happening. This is a fucking thing. Get your fucking heads out of your ass out of La La Land. This is real. Very fucking real. Then it also puts in perspective because I have a kid where I'm like, holy fuck. Like I had to think about me as a woman, all these little things you see on TikTok where it's like if there's um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but like a zip tie on a car handle or money in a window, like a windshield wiper or something wrong on your car to where it takes time for you have to fix it. It's a sign of sex trafficking because that's how they snatch you and they take you because of that. But it's the same thing with your children. It's like, oh my God, my child going to the bathroom by himself makes me freak out. I'm not gonna lie. I still let him do it. Mom bear still pays attention, but it's still in my head freaks out. There was another one where I saw that people were putting drugs on toilet seats and what it does is that the women it was put in in women's bathrooms like even just in simple walmarts and when a woman sits on it that just in airborne and the woman comes and gets them and that's how they get taken out yeah there's all kinds of shit i keep up on this shit but i love the fact that we're pushing shit out now to make people uncomfortable like in that aspect you have to be took. You have to be took out of your comfort zone to see what you don't understand. Like mm-hmm. if some if something doesn't make you uncomfortable, then it's something that you've always been around. Like you have to sometimes be put into an uncomfortable situation to understand the unknown, because you you don't fucking know it. You know, uncomfortable is such a fucked up word, but it's literally just teaching you something you don't know. And like mm-hmm. you either can be open to it or you can just be like, eh, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. And those closed minded people. Okay. Maddie, it seems like you got something to say. No, not on that. No, I was just, uh, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've uh, heard a, a lot of podcasts if, that have been talking about that if movie. You can and, get, and, if you can get through the first 15 minutes, it's fine. The first 15 yep. minutes is what got me. Uh, oh, I tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I the, I the first 15 <laughs> minutes, I'm like, oh, no. If I can, what do you think about this? people bringing their kids in to watch the movie? I though? took, like, I, took I, little I took Gracie. I took Gracie. She's but 11. Gracie's kind of grown she's, though. She's isn't 11. She? I took her, but I also feel like we're the generation that lets TikTok, the internet, everything else teach our kids shit. And right. I, 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 I'm the dad. It's like, no, fuck that. If this is going on, regardless of what it is, I want my daughter to see it, and then I want her to gauge an opinion on it. Like, even if it's something that I don't. Like I don't like, and she ends up liking whatever it is. I don't, I I'm big on why the word why is fucking huge to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear if I ask you a question, Hey, why do you like this song? And you're like, just because I said so. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. why do you like it? If you, if you are a Christian, I'm a Christian. I'm not very good one. If you are a Christian, I want to know why you're a Christian. Not just Mm -hmm. because the, not just because some church told you to, or some preacher at some point in time told you to. I want to know why your faith matters to you. And if you if you don't put people in situations that are uncomfortable to where they get a chance to view it, and they get a chance to see what's going on and get to formulate their own opinion, then they don't understand the why. Not like your kid, you are talking about the toilet seats and all this kind of shit or whatever. I don't know how old your kid is. I don't know how old any of your kids are. But if you put your kid in those situations – all of a sudden your kid starts looking for that shit. 
Like some people might be like, oh, they're too young for this. Yeah, but you know what? Now they're looking out for shit. Now yeah. they're looking out for shit to where I'm not just going to let them see the one side of social media that doesn't put this shit out there. We're going to show you every side, and then you get to formulate your opinion on what you think it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, social totally media. Oh, oops, sorry, Cody. Yeah. Social media, no, too, ahead, with the algorithms and stuff. I mean, they're feeding to what they want to see, what they want you to see. And like you said, with the whys and the questioning, I absolutely love that. I do a lot of the same things and they should, they should see the world a little differently than what is six inches from their face, you know, cause that's, that's not the real world. I won't be that mom that shields my child. Like I, I say there's some things I will, but I also make him aware of what could possibly happen because he is, he's 10. He's to that age where he is, he's understanding the world. He's understanding, you know, ah it just shut off am i there okay cool sorry <laughs> um he's understanding the world he's understanding to see things to recognize things like i'm not gonna i don't want my child to be growing up and be naive to the world i'm not saying i don't want him to think the world is complete shit because there are good people there are good things in this world and to always have that open-minded kind hearts no matter the bullshit but i'm also not gonna have him live under a rock i wasn't raised that way i wasn't raised to live under a rock so why would I have my child, even though the world's a lot scarier of a place than it was 20 years ago, let alone 10, five years ago, not going to, you know, like but I said, you, I'm not going to shelter him. But do you know why it's that way now? Personally, you might think it's differently. Sometimes I don't think the world's worse. I think we just see it more because of social media. That's exactly, I think it's always been this way. That's exactly right. Because when we were kids and we were all growing up, we had to deal with situations to where – this is fucked up what I'm about to say. Theo Vaughn makes a joke about this, but if you break it down, it's really not fucking that much of a joke. If you went over to a creepy person's house, you knew not to go the fuck back, but you experienced it first. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Theo Vaughn mm -hmm. makes a very fucked up joke that it's like, hey, I used to go to my Uncle Johnny's house to touch butthole and I knew not to go to Uncle Johnny's house again. <laughs> but the thing is we had to be put in situations as children because we were not fucking not our parents did a bad job is they didn't over parent because they didn't feel like they had to now it's very right. much easier for a child to be abducted or anything else because you don't know your child doesn't know hey don't fuck around with this person they're like oh we live in rainbows and sunshines. And if this person offers me candy, I'm going to go over there and get candy. You knew as a kid where we're from, if this motherfucker offers you candy and you get too close, <laughs> you knew not to go get candy from this motherfucker again. Like, mm -hmm. no, 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 this is wrong. Like, it's, this is wrong. And because of social media now, every a lot of people preach, see the best in somebody. I'm the opposite. I try to see the worst in everybody to start off with because that way I don't get let down. If you let me down, you have to prove to me you're a good person. I'm not going to automatically think that you've got my best intentions at heart. I'm going to think that you want to fuck me over until you prove me otherwise. That way you Can are you teach me your ways because I'm like the queen bee of self-sabotage to where right. I'd like to think, you know, it's, it's I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You want to know how easy it is, how to fix that mm -hmm. problem? Think about everyone that's ever fucked you over. And you think about how you gave them the benefit of the doubt to start off with. Now you think back to when after they fucked you over, you said, damn, I should have known. 
Instead, know beforehand. Go ahead and treat everyone like they're going to fuck you over. You don't have to be ugly to them. You don't have to disrespect them. There's nothing wrong with you protecting yourself and you being guarded. There's nothing in the fucking world wrong with it. Treat everyone like they're going to try to take advantage of you or hurt you until they prove to you that they're on your team and in your circle. And then once you do, fucking let down all walls. Let down all walls because that person has gained to be there. That person has earned the right to be in your circle. Don't just let motherfuckers in. Don't don't just give your trust away. If you give your trust away, you're going to get fucked over. Everybody thinks I'm a dick. I know I'm a dick. But the people that love me are the people that have earned my respect, that have earned my loyalty. And now each one of us are like fucking yard dogs to each other. Like you come <laughs> around and you acting up, we're going to fucking bite you. Like we're going to be there for each other, but everybody had to earn that. That's not given. So many people mm -hmm. that's like, oh, eh, they're probably a good person. Let me just treat them like I love them and care. They're going to be for me, be there for, be there for me when I need them. No, they're not. Most motherfuckers aren't. Nope. Right. That's well once, said. Once you get it, once you get that in your, and you got to think too, each one of us are guilty of this. We're always going to do what's best for us. And you should. You should always do what is best for us. That means if you're doing that, you're going to let somebody else down. If you're supposed to have your self-interest out for yourself because everyone else does. Some people will be like, oh, I got you back. I'll put you before me. No, you won't. And I don't trust you if you fucking say that. One, I know you're fucking lying to my face because if it comes down to it, I'm looking out for me because I don't know if you got my back or not. And when you start having that mentality, you don't get fucked over. You don't get hurt by people that shouldn't hurt you. Like, and you start realizing there's a difference between friends and family and acquaintances. An acquaintance or a drinking buddy is one thing. Friends and family are people you ought to say, be able to say, I love you too, that you're there for no matter what. But that circle is not supposed to be big because if it's big, there's some people in your circle that's fucking lying to you. Yep. It's kind of like full circle that we've came, you know, from the, one of the starts of the conversations we had about the social media stuff. And, you, you know, the people with the big followings and everything, you let them in too, you know, too close, it's going to probably bite you. That's right. Well, folks, I think this was a good show. I'm probably going to have all <laughs> y'all back on again. But real quick before we get off here, Coach, start with you and tell everybody once again your socials and the name of the podcast and all that kind of shit. And we're going to get the fuck out of here. At Coach Troy Taylor, at Totem Pole Nation, uh, at Coach Bald. Thank you to Sarah Blake Cheek for hooking this up. Sarah, and thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me Anytime, on, Matt, dude. Harley, Cody. Nice to meet y'all, and appreciate y'all having me on. Cody, you must be high because you didn't talk whatsoever, and you usually don't shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah, here's the thing, brother. I'm running off of like two hours of sleep. I like I said, I just I got a I got a fresh kid. So welcome to that new uh, parent life. <laughs> it doesn't change. It's keeping me up, brother. <laughs> I feel I I almost wish I was high right now instead of being so tired. But it makes yeah, you wish um, you would have pulled out, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I it sucks, but you hey, better say I no. If your wife that's it way too long. Your wife is gonna <laughs> fuck you up for not saying no. It's a pride and joy yeah. of life. There goes your skateboard. Well, uh, yeah, no shit. I'm gonna plug plug the plug the podcast on tap sixty nine on everything. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube is on tap podcast. Everything else on tap sixty nine. If you'd have listened to the sixty nine part, you would have way more rest right now. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Harley. 
Uh, I'm Harley. All of my socials are at underscore Harley G. But my podcasts are Women with an Effed Up Mind and Two Broads, One Podcast. And appreciate you, Shithead, for having me back on. I wish Jess was here, but it was nice meeting the rest of you. It wouldn't have been enough show for you and uh, that bitch. Y'all, it would have been a shit show. <laughs> I don't get any. Whenever I do shows with y'all, I don't get a fucking word in. So, no. <laughs> anyway, Maddie. Then <laughs> yeah, I'm Matt. I'm Matt Beardlaws on all the social medias, TikTok, all that good stuff. I'm one of those people that it's a, it's 2023. Just go to any of those, click the link, and it's going to bring you to everything we have going on. Beardlaws podcast, Triple T podcast, and uh, like kind of coach and everybody said, it's awesome to meet you guys. Thanks, Toby, for the hookup here, and Josh, awesome time. Anytime, brother. Anybody got anything else to say before we get the fuck off here? All right, folks, gonna... and we're getting the fuck off here. <laughs> July 28th. July 28th, Sneed, Alabama, Cottonfield Grill. It's going to be a great time. And we're announcing some big-ass shows there that night, so make sure you come out. And I'm going to plug this for the rest of this month in August. August 23rd, Nashville. It's our one-year celebration at Live Oak. And we're doing a two-hour podcast, a four-hours writer's round. All of it's recorded. We'll be putting out five episodes that day alone. Uh, it's going to be a great day. If you can make it to Nashville, August the 23rd, you need to come. This is going to be the biggest lineup we have. We already have three people that are going to be performing that have number ones. So, you guys, come the fuck out. We will see you all then. And thank each and every one of you all. Go look up their podcast. Don't just download one episode, listen to their whole catalog, check all these folks out, and thank each and every one of y'all for making the Josh Terry podcast what the fuck it is. Ooh. I love you guys, and I'll see you some bitches later.